Better technology and treatments mean that people with serious childhood illnesses, such as cystic fibrosis and type 1 diabetes, are reaching adulthood in unprecedented numbers. That means they are also struggling with things like college, relationships, fertility, and employment, just to name a few. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is author Lori Edwards. Lori is a health journalist and teaches at Northeastern University. Her new book, Life Disrupted, chronicles her personal journey with chronic illness. Welcome to ReachMD, Lori. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Lori, let me begin by thanking you for writing this book. It really opened my eyes as to what you've been dealing with. But I'm curious, why did you write it? More than anything, I wrote it because I saw a real need for a book like this. There's plenty of literature out there on chronic illness, but nothing that really tackles this unique stage of life that talks about getting through college when you're in and out of the hospital or trying to forge a career that doesn't jeopardize your health and trying to handle illness when you're dating or trying to start serious relationships. So I thought that after a lifetime of being a patient that I could maybe add that to the collection. Well, and certainly as physicians, nobody ever tells us about those sorts of issues about our patients. So I think it's extraordinarily helpful for me, certainly, and and I hope our listeners as well. But I have to say, you know, I'm a psychiatrist, and I have to admit that I didn't know anything about your particular chronic illness, PCD, um, before reading your book. Can you just give us a quick overview? Sure. And, you know, most people have not even heard of that. Even when I go to the emergency room, I still have to explain it and spell it out. So you're definitely in good company there. PCD is primary ciliary dyskinesia, and it's an umbrella term. It's a rare genetic respiratory disease, an umbrella term that means that the cilia in people's respiratory tracts and reproductive tracts either do not work properly, they don't move properly, or they're not there at all. So basically, infections are very frequent because there's nothing to flush out debris and mucus and bacteria. So in terms of symptoms and treatment, it's similar to cystic fibrosis. I would say that's an easy way to gauge it. The treatment for them are the same. Lots of antibiotics, daily chest physiotherapy, things like that. But it's quite rare and very difficult to diagnose. And you struggled with being misdiagnosed for years. Yes. Yes, I have been sick since the moment I was born, quite literally, with a collapsed lung and pneumonia, so an auspicious start, certainly. And I did not get correctly diagnosed and officially diagnosed with PCD until I was 23. Wow. So, yeah. Well, along the way, you've learned some amazing coping strategies about how to live with chronic illness. Can you share some of them with our physician listeners so that we can help our patients? Sure. I think the most important thing for patients and physicians and any kind of practitioner to know and to remember is it's so important for the patient to be informed and for them to feel like it's okay to be informed and to advocate for themselves. So getting a diagnosis can be very scary and overwhelming. And so I think that the more you understand about your condition and your treatment, the more power and control you feel you have over your own life and the less fearful you are. And if you're not scared, then you can cope with the reality of it so much better. So I think it's important for patients to know to ask questions and advocate for themselves. And 
for physicians and nurses and everyone involved to really respond to that and encourage that and see the importance of that. So ask questions, get educated. Other suggestions? Yeah, I think it's so important for patients to be encouraged to have outlets beyond illness. It's so easy to sit at home and think about and fixate on the symptoms and what's wrong, but you don't ever want your illness to define you. So it's really important to have a career, to find something that you can do, to have activities, to get out of the house and move around, um, to do something that gives you definition beyond that of a patient. And I think patients, especially newly diagnosed, can be scared to test their limits and don't know exactly what they can do, but it's so important to be something other than a patient. And how important is it for physicians to encourage their young adults or adolescent patients to do that? Oh, I think it's so important. Even when I'm in the midst of a respiratory infection, you know, my physician always says to me, well, make sure you keep active, kind of joking, because my problem is usually that I don't slow down enough. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think it's so important because I think especially people who maybe were once healthy and now are dealing with sort of this altered identity, you don't really know how to trust your body anymore, and you don't know what your limits are. So I think, you know, if you have your practitioner is saying to you, it's okay to try these things. It's okay to go do this. You know, I think that can really be empowering for a patient. Other tips on coping strategies? Oh, a big one in my world is humor. Mm. Um, (laughs) As fundamental as that may sound, you know, when I was younger, I was sort of of the mind of that if I cracked a joke first, then I could beat someone else with a punch. I would be walking down the street with one arm in a cast and one foot in another cast and bruises up and down my arms from IVs, and I looked like a disaster, but I didn't want anyone else to say that. So I'd always kind of crack the joke and break up the tension myself, and I've evolved past that now. It's not so much this defense mechanism, but it's really important in terms of normalizing what's an abnormal circumstance for other people. So I think, you know, go ahead and make jokes and be light about it because it doesn't mean that what you're dealing with isn't serious. It just means that you don't always have to be so serious about it. Now, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is writer Lori Edwards. Her blog, achronicdose.com, was named one of the top 10 sites for chronic pain by the Health Central Network. We're discussing her book, Life Disrupted. Lori, how can we treat young adults that have chronic illness more humanely and compassionately? That's a great question, and I can think of two really fundamental things to answer that. And I think the first one is to take symptoms seriously, even if they are nebulous or even if they don't point to an obvious answer, especially when diagnoses are difficult as diagnoses with many chronic illnesses and autoimmune diseases are, it can be really easy to sort of say, well, I just don't have the answers or something like that. So I think that if the patient can just feel that even if they don't have an answer yet, that their symptoms are being taken seriously or their pain is being taken seriously, then that's the way to move forward. So that's the first thing. And the second one, I think, really speaks to the nature of this life stage. I think it's really important Remember and to think of your patient in terms of everything else going on in their lives. So they're not just a patient with X disease, but they are trying to graduate college or they are trying to establish themselves professionally or they're engaged in planning a wedding and trying to deal with health insurance and all these other things. 
One of my favorite memories of my current doctor, who is just fantastic, is that the second time he ever saw me, he said, oh, so what are you writing now? And then he proceeded to say, what are your goals for your career and what can I do to help you get there? And so I felt like he was acknowledging that I wasn't just a respiratory patient. I was, you know, a 24-year-old graduate student who had a lot of plans and needed some help to get her life under control. And I think by saying that, too, kind of encouraging you to do that instead of coddling you and, you know, wrapping you up in a blanket and not letting you go outside. Exactly. Now, tell us a bit about your blog, Lori. Well, a chronic dose, I call it a chronic dose, a chronic illness blog, and I've done that very deliberately because there are tons and tons of disease-specific blogs out there, and I wanted to do something different. So what I try to do is not focus on my specific symptoms or my specific diseases. Of course, that comes up, but what I really want to focus on are the universal aspects of chronic illness, themes like acceptance or loss, survival, guilt, blame, all those things that I think all patients with chronic illness share. I think that those commonalities are a lot more powerful and significant than differences in diseases and symptoms. So try to combine my personal experience and anecdotes with things that I know from other patients. I do commentary on emerging research or post interesting articles that I've read that apply to patients, but I really do try to capture sort of the universals of life with illness. And again, the web address is achronicdose.com, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Well, now, Lori, here's your chance. You have thousands of doctors, nurses, and other medical people listening to you right now. What do you want us to know that maybe we don't know? Well, I want to say that I feel incredibly fortunate to have a fantastic medical team managing my care right now, but I never would have gotten to that point if I didn't find physicians and nurses and nurse practitioners who are willing to keep an open mind, who are willing to look at my history and look at my diagnosis and say, we get that these two do not match up and we're going to do whatever it takes to get you the answers that you need, even if it takes a long time and even if it's not easy and even if the diagnosis is rare. So I think that it's so important for both the patient and the practitioner to remember to keep an open mind, to remember that it is possible to move forward. And if we can both do that, then we're moving forward in a great way. Good advice for everybody, I think, no matter what their circumstances are. Uh, Any other resources besides life disrupted or a chronic dose that would be important for physicians to get a glimpse into what's going on? Sure. I think for physicians who are really interested in what's going on with the younger adult population in particular, a website, chronicbabe.com, is a wonderful resource. It's geared towards younger women living with chronic illness, and so I think you know, it tackles all those issues, whether it's sexuality or fertility or just employment. I think it's a wonderful outlet. Jenny Procopi runs that. That's a great resource. I think that's one I would definitely recommend. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank you so much for having me. We've been speaking with author Lori Edwards about her book, Life Disrupted, and talking about living with a chronic illness as a young adult. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. If you register with the promo code RADIO, you will receive six months of free streaming for your home or your office. 
If you have comments or suggestions, please give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening.